Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. here on the humble farmer thank you for listening isn't it amazing how we all have our brothers a friend invited me to go on a fundraising cruise 
somewhere off the coast of Maine. The email said, Cost for the cruise includes wine, beer, cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, and live music. If five of those things were eliminated, I would find the cruise to be not even tolerable, but invite in. Although I am the last person to flaunt my organizational genius, there are times when it warrants your attention. One morning my doctor friend looked at my knee. I 
I thought it would be nice to go in early so as to be able to get all my in-town errands out of the way first thing in the morning. So I eagerly jumped at the offer to come in at 7.15. Of course, I'm old. Of course, old people always come early. I was there at 6.30. I was probably out of there by 7. I wore my usual shirt and tie and sweater and jacket, but be, well, because my right knee was under consideration, I wore a pair of shorts. The secretary told me that she had never seen anyone in a tie and jacket and shorts, which would indicate that she has not recently attended a rugby tournament at Eton. And I should say something about that visit because it contained disturbing elements. I was told that I had skinny legs, which you could say about any of the more recent Kenyan marathon winners. But what bothered me, I've got to have a sip of water here, hang on. But what bothered me was the paper I had to fill out before being admitted to the inner sanctum. At the bottom it said, date of death. Well, a cortisone injection was an option for my problem, but when I learned that 20 minutes of ice pack on the knee three times a day might do the same job, I went for that. Well, well, we're not here to discuss my medical history, but my, but my cleverness in having an early medical appointment so I could attend to all my in-town errands first thing in the morning. I made a list, you know that, I'd forgot one, I'd forgot two or three of them if I hadn't had a list. But although the sun was shining and the birds were singing, and although I drove to four places where I had business, there wasn't a one of them that would be open for another two hours.
word, that uh, that's my kick. And that didn't take long, did it? I'm almost uh, ready to tell you about the many great musicians who have destroyed themselves by doing drugs. How many of them? You can count them. I, I can identify with them, too. For years I ran around the country telling funny stories at banquets. I billed myself as a humorous after-dinner speaker. About ten minutes before I was to be introduced, I'd be sitting around the table there with all the, the uh, people running the show. Ten minutes before I was to be introduced, I'd put down two cups of America's favorite morning drug drink. And I would be higher than a kite when I got the mic in my hands, and my mouth would run like it was on roller barons. But of course there is a price to be paid for getting high on Brazilian beans. And there comes a time in a man's life when his body will no longer tolerate it. After doing drugs every day for a week or two, I get a pain in my heart. My wife Marcia, the almost perfect woman, thought it was my imagination until, yes, our friend Susan, who is an RN, said that she gets the same pain and cannot do the caffeine drug. I want you to know that withdrawal is hard. I'm now on my oh, fourth, fifth day without drugs, and I'm barely able to get out of my tracks. Well, you've heard me say that another RN who went to Haiti with a medical crew had a headache for a week, as did all the other doctors and medical people. When it was discovered that their usual morning drug drink was not available in Haiti, you know about drugs. How long does it take to get the need for drugs out of your body when you quit cold turkey? There, yes, yes, there are web pages that tell about it. And I posted one on my Facebook page, hoping to garner a little bit of sympathy from my coffee-guzzling friends. And right on that page, I read this, here are only two of the things listed that destroy your life when you quit drugs. Number one, exhaustion, and two, a lack of interest in doing anything. Tell me about it. Last night I went to bed round six, right after supper. Now was you ever in Quebec? Bonnie, laddie, healing laddie, dancing on a center deck. Bonnie, healing laddie, hey ho, and away we go. Bonnie, laddie, healing laddie, hey ho, and away we go. Bonnie, healing laddie. Now was you ever in Halifax town? Bonnie, laddie, healing laddie, staggering up and staggering down. Bonnie, healing laddie, hey ho, and away we go. Bonnie, laddie, healing laddie, hey ho, and away we go. Bonnie, healing laddie. Bonnie laddie, healing laddie, there you tie fast to a tree. Bonnie healing laddie, hey ho, and away we go. Bonnie laddie, healing laddie, hey ho, and away we go. Bonnie healing laddie. Now was you ever in Baltimore? Bonnie laddie, healing laddie, 
into the sunset Dave Rowe trio Ed Howe playing fiddle there was playing for a dance at Bowdoin College one night after I got done doing a show at the Bowdoin Theater I came over to the dance and I asked if I could set in I said what do you want to play I said let's play Have You Met Miss Jones I'll never forget this and by gosh I hadn't played it for so long I forgot the changes it was one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me on a bandstand. By the way, you're listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. My brother came by. My brother came by to show me a newspaper article about guns in Maine. When I was a kid, it was not unusual to have boys in high school there bring guns to school. As I recall, they left them out in the entryway. Then they'd go gunning after school without having to go home first to get their gun. They'd bring in shotguns, rifles. Now there's a push to permit people to carry a concealed gun, and I think the Maine legislature just voted in favor of it. I'm not sure about that, but I think they did. Now, we wouldn't have thought anything about it 60 years ago, but does this mean that any 22-year-old kid can now legally show up at a dance with a gun in his pants? Can we expect the number of people who are accidentally or intentionally shot to rise? Won't it be interesting to see if the number of accidental shootings increase? Think about this. More cars on the road means more accidents. It's a, it's a statistical thing. So you would think that the same statistics would hold for people carrying guns or people are walking around with untied shoestrings. Unfortunately, it is not the Darwin folks who will get blown away, but anyone unfortunate enough to be near them when their piece accidentally goes off. Listen to this. The interesting thing about the newspaper article on this gun issue 
was that it took up half of the front page on the newspaper. The other half of the front page contained a story about a kid who was shot the week before. here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you again for listening. One day, my wife Marsha went to Holland for a week to say goodbye to her mother-in-law, the great and powerful Oma, who was moved into a hospice. This is her mother-in-law from her first husband who was hit a telephone pole at high speeds at a young age. Anyway, when, whenever Marsha is gone, Several demanding sociological and domestic problems usually arise, which I naturally attempt to circumvent by employing the very little I know about quantum mechanics. Although I don't fully understand the paradox of Schrodinger's cat, you and I've you and I have talked about this before, and I found a use for it on this occasion. Now, the way I understand it, I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong, 
The way I understand it, the cat is in the box with a radioactive atom. If the atom decays and the Geiger counter detects an alpha particle, the hammer hits a flask of prussic acid, killing the cat. Before the observer opens the box, the cat must be in a superposition of dead and alive states. My wife Marcia was in Holland and she had no way of opening our bedroom door, the, the lid on Schrodinger's box, if you will, which would enable my wife to learn if I made the bed every morning. So think about this now. By the way, I understand quantum mechanics. Our bed was both made and unmade, unless Marcia looked in the door, which she couldn't do. So because it really made no difference if the bed was made or not, Guess what?
Grace Sergeant here on the Humble Farmer. Where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com, and I would love to hear from you. Can you say anything good about fast food? Is fast food 100% bad, or does it have a redeeming feature? If you think about it, you'll have to admit that no matter how bad something is, you can find at least one good thing to say about it, and fast food is no exception, because they say that fast food cuts down on your sex drive. So, although almost everyone in the upcoming fast food culture will be overweight, can you see that it will help us with the Population problem? Thank you. 
tonight? Tonight. Ghana. Can you believe what my friend Sharon wrote on my Facebook page? Should I admit it? Yes, seeing as it's you, I'll admit that I met Sharon forty or more years ago through the personal in the main times. As you know, that's how I got my start in radio was writing those personals in the main times. Anyway, Sharon is now also a Facebook friend. And listen to what she wrote in my Facebook page. There's a lot to be said for being an early bird. I went for a four-mile walk at 5.30 this morning and didn't encounter another person at all. (laughs) Think about this. The only reason muggers even read my Facebook page is to get this kind of information. You knew that just by listening, didn't you? No one else did that. Here is a letter from Sally. Sally writes, Purchased two bunches of rhubarb on our return from the Heron Gut open house yesterday. May I say, wow, what beautiful stalks 
and you collect and trim them the right way. Even I was instructed as a child in the proper collection of this fine food stuff. I will make a crumble tonight for myself and hubby, and then a strawberry rhubarb pie to follow. P.S. Do you want your rubber bands returned? I quickly replied, Hi, Sally. The rubber bands are part of the price of doing business. Thank you for stopping. You have piqued my interest. I didn't know there was another way to pick and trim rhubarb. I've only been able to figure out one way of doing it. Will you please stop in and show me another way it might be done? It would make an interesting topic for my TV show. I missed the Herringut open house because I went to Brunswick to attend an affair that had been held the night before. <laughs> Signed, Neighbor Humble. Well, this looks very exciting, doesn't it? Think about this. If there actually are several ways of picking and trimming rhubarb, I might get an entire series out of it. As you know, there are many ways of getting the meat out of a lobster. I made a study of lobster eating and could lecture on lobster eating for perhaps an hour. And at present, only the person, only a person using the method I use, could get the maximum amount of meat out of a lobster. Because most people don't care, they throw away or destroy half of the lobster with their ineptitude. And you can't believe how nice it is to sit at a table with these people. I can get an entire meal out of what three of them throw away. Thank you. 
farmer where with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time i am the humble farmer at gmail.com love to hear from you aaron in portland sent me a web page that talked about a man called tell Orin. many people flock to his seminars to hear him speak on skin care or some kind of health issues the web page said that he was a hoax and a fraud don't you love to read about folks like Tellorin? There's something about a con man that everybody loves. Unless, of course, they are the party who has been conned. They make movies about these people. People flock to see movies about con men. Now let me ask you, is there anything bad about taking money away from people who seem to have nothing else to do with it but buy pills or salve or exotic juices? On the other hand, you know this, a decent diet would probably cure many of this country's health problems. Most of my friends and neighbors have chosen to eat things that have over the years made them 50 or so, so pounds heavier than they would like to be. Oh, I wish, I wish I had the enthusiasm and smarts to sell a magic pill that would enable people to eat cake and ice cream and still lose weight. It wouldn't matter, you know, if the pill worked or not. Their having faith in my product is all that matters. Think about this. Faith sells so many products that have nothing behind them except the faith of the person using them. Nice little kid, my father, read Steinbeck. He used to tell me about Steinbeck. Stein Steinbeck wrote of rich women who were given exercises by their doctor. And these exercises approximated the same workout these rich women would get 
if they were standing over a scrub board washing clothes. Now I ask you, was there anything wrong with the doctor charging for his services? He knew what people wanted and he knew what people needed and he gave it to him and he charged accordingly. So don't don't get me started on conmen. At conmen. At one time, lawyer Strouton Thomaston had a library just dedicated to books on conmen. Years ago, I enjoyed reading many of these books on conmen. I love conmen. Don't get me started on conmen. Racing with the moon High up in the midnight blue And then all too soon It's lost from view Gazing at the stars Dreaming of the love we knew Fades from view In the blue heavens I see Your face smiling at me My heart will never be free Until we're back together Racing with the moon that is what I'll always do Till I overtake The moon and you kid we'd go around singing like Vaughn Moreau <laughs> my next door neighbor 
True, I get carried away when I hear something good like that. My next door neighbor, True, was at Grange the other night. True was in the high school class in 1947 and will probably be 85 years old or so next month. My, my cousin, Rosemary Bloomquist, has always been petite and pretty, and though she must be about True's age, she's still very good looking. Jewel Stone is also in a remarkable state of preservation. You know these people who don't seem to age. I told True that I had seen Jewel Stone down at the dump and that she told me she was older than he was. Well, True said that he was dancing with Jewel one time at the Harpoon down in Port Clyde when she suddenly screamed, and later someone asked him what in the world he did to Jewel to make her scream. Hall said, I told her I knew how old she was.
Yum dum dum Ghana here on the humble farmer. Well, almost time to get out of here. Got time for just a little bit more of Grey Sergeant if I push the right button. You know how I have trouble with that. While reading a Swedish Facebook page touting the splendors of vacationing in southern Spain, I read that it had great restaurants and tapasbora. Now, tapasbora is a Swedish word. I was reading this in Swedish, of course. Tapasbora is a Swedish word I didn't know. I do know that tapit is carpet in some language and bear is berry, but it could also be bear as in the carry, so it could be carpet bearer or carpet seller. But why would they advertise carpet? Swedes wouldn't go to Spain to buy a carpet. And then I remembered that the Swedish word for carpet is mattor, because I used to have to piska foster Alva's mattor. I used to hang my Aunt Alva's rugs on the line and beat them with a carpet beater. That was a piska mattona. So I, I, so I look up tapas bearer in the English, Swedish-English online dictionary, and I see that tapasbara is tapasbars, T-A-P-A-S-B-A-R-S, tapasbars. An abbreviation for topless bars? I still don't know what a tapas bar is, and because it sounds esoteric, it's, it's certainly out of my price range, so I'm going to let it go. Please tell me that you don't know what a tapas bar is. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you.